Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to go off and watch another episode of Games Master. No, I'm going to go back to work. Hello and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly on the wall style podcast about WordPress, business and life. Your hosts are Ian, hello, and Jack. Hello. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains. And Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. Morning, Jack. Welcome to another episode of Pressing Matters. Um, Jack, what's going on, man? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, relieved that we can, you know, all get out and do a little bit more this week, which is nice. Um, you Still know, from socially the, uh, distanced, lockdown. though. Still two metres apart, one family member at a time from another household. Yeah. It's all clear. <laughs> yeah, it's so clear. <laughs> clear as mud. Um, yeah. Uh, no, otherwise, yeah, we're, so we're all fine. Yeah, everything's... Everything's fine and good, really. Work's still kind of carrying on as as normal, and it's been. I, I would say this week actually, I I think work's ramping up just a little bit uh, enough for me to because I was working half days for like more or less since the beginning of April, I think, and I would say that this week it's felt like I could have done a little bit more, like an extra hour, like into the afternoon, mm. and I don't know whether that's just because other people are starting to think about work they're getting in touch again a bit more like clients that I, I would normally speak to on a regular basis they're they they are they're getting in touch more frequently than they were over say the the six weeks previous to that you know that kind of thing so I think people are starting to think okay what's going to happen after the, lo- the lockdowns ended or as things start to sort of go back towards some kind of a normal whatever normal may look like you know in the future so I've, I've definitely noticed a kind of you know increased hours that I've needed to put in uh, this week um, and I've also noticed after sort of six weeks of working half days the intensity that I've been working at has actually been probably unmanageable so you mm. know you would normally work like a or not do like a whole day's worth of work in half a day because if everyone could do that everyone would do it but it it's definitely there's less time to kind of you know mess around on the internet or look for you know things or get sidetracked or procrastinate or whatever and so I yeah. find that the intensity of working for half a day is is quite you know it's pretty severe and some days I come away completely especially if I've been down a code rabbit hole I come away completely like I'm just quiet for like an hour after work and my wife mm. just goes are you, you, are you, you okay? get I'm drained like, by it don't you yeah I um Oh, yeah, I just a, 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 like fuzzy, you know, foggy, just a bit um, mind boggled. So, yeah, uh, so I've definitely noticed the uh, the limits of that. I think, uh, but otherwise, yeah, everything else is fine. Uh, I'm still working on my new plugin. Um, I've actually finished coding it now. I'm on to testing and testing it with like Gutenberg and the REST API. That's that's been fun. That's a thing all to him itself. Well, I'm <laughs> sure we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and and my other plugin BNFW have seen uh, quite a lot of updates lately, and I'm about to release a, a big update for the custom fields add-on, which has been quite a few months in the making. So nothing like major to like look at, but you know these things take time. So um, yeah, it's been it's really good. Anyway, that is what I've been doing in a nutshell. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, it's funny you say that about the when you go down rabbit holes and you come out of work and you kind of like you try and switch off, but if you're if you're still trying to solve a problem it just lingers doesn't it like i can i can come i can stop work and go downstairs and like if, of an evening if i'm preoccupied by something 
like my wife can sort of say to me, are you okay? Like, what's up? What's up? And I'm just like, like it's that meme where that man's in bed looking really like disturbed and perturbed and his wife is like, oh my God, is he like something's going on? And it's like, my code is broken. Like I can't fix it. And it, and it is just literally, that is just preoccupying the whole of your brain that you just, I just can't sort of not function normally, which is, yeah, not good. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, we're all good. We're, I mean, I don't think we've, we're not getting out and about too much more at the moment, just because it seems to be, you know, that this whole easing of lockdown that is supposedly happening has just made people go crazy. Like I've seen it locally, just mm. driving to my parents the other day to drop off some, some groceries, like just one road, you couldn't go down because um, half a mile down the road was an entrance to a tip and people were queuing literally right. backed up down to the sort of like half a mile down to the next roundabout um so yeah people are just silly man just like we live near beaches as well and everybody's just down the beach and yeah it's it's kind of hard to not not see this coming as a second wave because people just can't kind of control themselves but yeah anyway yes um other than that work is good like it's been a big month for WP as a manager, like big, what was it? What are we in now? May, April was best month of sales ever, which was great, which it's hard to know if it's the climate because obviously people are running or starting up WordPress sites or trying to get online more and more than ever. Like, did you see that article that Alex Denning wrote about how like searches for WordPress are up um, since all this kind of craziness happened? And I think... There's definitely anecdotal evidence that plug-in sales are up for for companies. I think we've both seen that like a higher um, higher than normal for this month. But it's great. It's good. Um, also, I'm pleased to report that I've been talking about it on the podcast for a while. The new website design for WPUsmanager.com is now live and has been live since just just the start of May, which is great to have that done and off the plate because. As much as like, it's great obviously to have it done and make it look good for users and hopefully have a better conversion rate because it looks nice and it has better copy and all of that. But along with that, it's nice to actually just get it done because these things just drag on for a while, especially when you're kind of, I've been doing it in the evenings and around other work time, like for development for clients that I just, you know, you can't, you can't get a good chunk of it done at a time. So it just seems to really drag but yeah, it's out and it's good, um, which I'm pleased about. It looks great as about? well. I had a really good yeah. look at it. It looks great. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's not it's not exactly, it's just a, a pre-bought theme that's been customized and um, what else have I done to it? And I've had to do some other bits, but yeah, it just looks you know, more up to date and cleaner and, and also the copy's good. And so, yeah, I'm pleased with that. Um, but yeah, not much else is going on really. Same, same old, same old. Um, although I did speak to you about this in the week I started. I basically had an idea for a, 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 a web app, I guess, a SaaS app. And I kind of got my toes wet with Laravel in the past, but not fully. So I started to build an app because I have, you know, lots of free time at the moment. Um <laughs> But you know, when you get like a, I don't know, I just get an urge to 
if I've got a problem and I know I can solve it by building something, whether or not that be a WordPress plugin or an app, I just can't control myself. I have to go and build it. So I've kind of started to build this app that uh, I'm not going to really talk about what it does at the moment, but it's a Laravel app that is to do with WordPress stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know if you get this, but this, this almost like a pathological need to do something when I know that I've got other things to be doing, but because it's like the new shiny thing and it's like an idea that I want to action and execute and I want to do learning because like it's a Laravel app and I'm like, wow, I can, I can learn how to do Laravel more and that's great. It's a great opportunity to do it and I want to solve this problem and I want to build the app and it'd be great to another have, have another sort of string to my bow. And I just can't stop myself. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I've got work to be doing. I've got other stuff to be doing. But it's just, it just sort of burrows in my head. And I don't know, I have to I have to reach a point with it where I'm, perhaps I get stuck and I can't, I don't know, get past a problem that I'm trying to solve in the code to do some, whatever. And I'll just go, huh, and I'll leave it. And then I might actually finally put it down. But yeah, it's quite, it's quite bizarre. And it's obviously, I don't know, is it is it a personality trait? Is it... A, like and is it like almost like an addictive personality thing or what i don't know tell me you have it as well i definitely have it as well i mean especially with my you know new plugin and stuff i i think it's it's something to do with the i mean i don't know i don't know what the reasons is but it part of it i think is because okay you might not be able to do all of it but you know you can do some of it so you can start it and think well i can do that I can I can start a Laravel app or I can start a WordPress plugin or whatever. I know I know PHP, I know this, I know that. So you you know where to start and that's kind of probably for a lot of people one of the biggest hurdles to get over. Mm. And then, you know, you kind of get into it and you sort of start doing things and the more of your sort of tick boxes you check off as you're kind of doing it, the the happier it makes you. And even if you run into a problem, that's a problem to solve. And coding problems can be very, very exciting for some reason. I think I, I said to you yeah. the other day, you know, it was just like um, trying to find the last item in a for each loop. You know, like if you don't know how to do it off the top of your head. And I, and I did it like a couple of weeks ago and I forgot how to do it. And I had to do it for this, um, uh, the, for this plugin. And I was just like, once you do it and you take it off, you think, oh, that's great. That's really good I've solved it in a really good way and you just think why why does finding the last item in a for each loop excite me that much there's something wrong yeah there. in but the grand scheme of things but it's yeah it's little things that make like a big difference don't they yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with it though I think you know whatever whatever floats your boat whatever excites you and sort of gets you motivated yeah. if that's what gets you up and gets you motivated and gets you excited and you know I don't know, might make you a bit of money or something in the in the long run or whatever, then that's that's wonderful. I mean, surely that's that's the dream job really, isn't it? And I have that yeah, almost every day. True. Uh, true, but it is like the dopamine hit of something else that like, you know, I just always think back to school days when you've got exams and you've got to do revision, like GCSEs or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just remember sitting in my room thinking, well, I could do that or... I could alphabetize my tapes or my CDs or whatever. It's like this is not, this is not priority. Like, then that's what I struggle with. It's that kind of it's the procrastination of doing what I need. I know I need to be doing. Like even you know, like I've got all my work done for my clients, and then I've also on top of that got WP user manager bugs to fix or add-ons to improve that is actually going to change like my revenue, and that's going to be good or go and do this new thing that is just like it's almost like the hobby side of it or the fun side 
and that will just pull all of my brain and all of my body over to that side and I'll just disregard the other and like that's not that's not always sensible especially in the my example of like revising for exams like you need to be doing that but yeah I can't stop myself but I, yeah. I have actually since, since talking to you I've reached an impasse with it I put it down and I am back to like sort of I don't know business as usual with other things I need to pick it up another time but mm. it's yeah I've had a few scarily days. uncontrollable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've had a few days like last week where I couldn't do anything to the plugin for about three days because I just had too much other client work on that I couldn't ignore, or I'd ignored long enough. And yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it was the beginning of the week. I have to show them I'm doing something, kind of, you know, or show somebody I'm doing something. But um, yeah, and and actually putting it down for a few days, even if it was involuntary. Um, really helped because as soon as I picked up again I like knocked out a load of things that I was previously mm. not stuck on but were taking me longer and I you know you almost get into a cycle of you know you're too deep down your own rabbit hole really you need to come out of it to sort of yeah. just look at the bigger picture and and yeah I managed to get a lot done at the end of last week and the beginning of this week so that's so that's good and finish off you know the actual code of the plugin now I'm pretty happy with everything and it's just down to testing but you know you were saying about procrastinating with like you're revising and stuff I'm procrastinating against testing I thought oh there's a there's a thing I could just have it's like no I'm just ignoring this card in Trello which is test with Gutenberg <laughs> and mm. um, I thought I have to I have to get on with it and actually it's quite funny because I'm, I'm testing with Gutenberg now and my plugin doesn't work with Gutenberg um, it's, it, it has to work with Gutenberg I, I need to make it work with Gutenberg but um, I, I tested it with a classic editor all the way through. It's absolutely fine. Tested it with Gutenberg. It didn't work. Um, and I've, I've sort of worked out what some of the problems are. And now I've just got to go about fixing them. But then that gets you excited again. So, you you know, you, you, there's this, there's this yeah. ebb and flow with even your own projects that you're excited about. Um, it's funny that you were saying about, you know, it, it's one of those things you just want to get to and you just want to kind of code. And this plugin that I've made is is relatively simple, but often a lot of these things when you make them simple they're actually very complicated behind the scenes and yeah. it reminds me of a friend of mine um at the co-working space that i um i worked at pre pre-lockdown and hope to return to after lockdown um he makes a to-do app uh for mac and ios and apple watch i think now and he was constantly frustrated by the uh to do apps that were available at the time that he started it and he said oh, i think i can probably make something quite simple like you know in kind of xcode in a weekend and it's like 12 years later and he's still working on it wow yeah yeah simplicity i mean it has grown a lot really but hard. you know yeah mm. it is yeah so that's it's quite funny so whenever anyone says yeah i think i can knock this out in a time it's like no you can't i i love yeah. your enthusiasm but you can't just no, <laughs> but I think I think the enthusiasm, like when you come to a project like this, like your plugin or the app that I'm building, I think the enthusiasm is there because you need. Well, for me, it's because I want to use that solution. I'm building the app because a an app doesn't already exist, and mm -hmm. it solves a problem that I want to have solved in my life. So it's mm -hmm. that sort of dog fooding. The only way you're going to really sort of push forward with a plugin or an app is if you if you know the problem that it solves inside out because you want that solution and therefore you're going to continue to build it because it will help you in the long run. Like I'm not building, I've not just got an idea and thought, do you know what? Some people might need this. Like maybe I'll build it 
but I want it. I need it. This if nobody buys it or nobody uses it, it's fine because it helps me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of yeah, definitely my long term I'm sure I've said this before, long term route into IT is just build something to make my life easier. That is just it's just lazy coding or coding for laziness. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean nothing wrong with that. If it scratches an itch and you're happy and then it, like I say you can exactly. kind of sell it or something afterwards, then yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, I was gonna say, I'm feeling feeling quite sad because is it middle of May? Sort of this time next month, I would have been going on the Delicious Brains um, yearly retreat, which would have been in Portugal for WordCamp Europe. Oh yeah. And it's kind of sad, sad not to have any of that planning and any of that to look forward to at the moment, um, which is. Yeah, a bit of a bummer, but like we, I think we we talked about before that the it's online, isn't it now? Is that right? It is, yeah, WordCamp Europe uh, online this year, yeah. What's your what's your feelings on on taking things like that to to an online um, format? Yeah, everyone's seeing everything online at the moment, so it, it just makes it just makes sense. But I think. I'll be interested to see how it's executed when you're actually doing it. Um, mm. I, I mean, I've, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've, I, well, I, I watch quite a lot of YouTube stuff and uh, there's been a few like um, bands and artists that I've watched recently that have done like live streams, but say all the members of the band are isolated at their own homes. So they'll do mm. like a kind of a live, almost like playthrough of a song or something but it'll be in their own like home studios or their own bedrooms or whatever it might be. And occasionally you'll have people getting together where like they're say a solo artist and then they'll have another solo artist and they usually like DJs or like they play like synthesizers, that kind of thing. And they'll go to their various houses. So like that was that song by that, almost like a live radio show kind of thing. And um, Mm. where they play the music live as well. But some of them, like people's internet connections, just can't handle the streaming <laughs> yeah. of of you yeah. know uh, of everything, and you just get this kind of kind of thing going on. And with music, it sounds really extraordinary, um, and it's a shame because they spoil it, and they're not aware of it because they're not aware that they're you know they're they're trying to play a song live, and they're not aware they don't have any feedback that you know mm-hmm. the, the stream is just you know just totally kind of not working so i'll be interested to see how well it's all kind of worked and whether there's been any kind of thought process behind you know okay you're a speaker you're going to be streaming from your house probably um is your internet connection capable um is there anything planned you know in your area for internet that day uh, you know just what kind of a process they've been through to kind of make ensure that they're going to put on a good show so to speak um for the people for people being that it can't be a, a real life thing and, yeah. and what kind of events they have around it as well um i was just having a look prior to the call actually at the um sort of list of speakers and stuff i didn't quite get around to it but um i like their site uh it wouldn't be surprised surprise me if it's a, a an all gutenberg uh page actually like all mm. the various sections and things um possibly yeah because it looks kind of a bit like that that kind of I don't know. It just looks kind of like that. Not a bad thing, you know. A good thing. I'd be interested to see how that's working out for um, WordCamp organisers. But um, yeah, do, do I don't you think know. you'll go? It, do you think you'll get a ticket and 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 listen live? Or yeah, I've got a ticket 
to go and to go and look. Uh, I mean, I was going to try and get to World Camp Europe uh, this year anyway. And oh, well, you are even bigger bummer then. That would we could have actually had a. I know. A I know. Meeting. I mean, I've my uh, one of my best friends. He he moved to Portugal last year, and um, I was looking forward to going to World Camp and meeting up with him and making like you know a few days out of it. Um, oh, yeah. You know, possibly, you know, but nothing really came up because there was no organisation that took place of a of a kind of a live event that was public facing with any anything that I could see. So, um, mm. and then they went online, which is a shame. But um, yeah, I will be going. I will see what it's like. I'm looking forward to doing a conference. I'm looking forward to actually um, having some time off in a strange way because I know like the lockdown it hasn't been unless you've got kids that are like a lot older i mean we, our kids are a similar age and everything but mm. you know unless you've got kids who are a lot older and they can sort of less take care of themselves or you've got kids that don't live at home anymore or, or don't have kids at all whatever um the lockdown i think has been quite a lot of work you know yeah. for for everything yeah uh, you know homeschooling childcare, and everything so i'm looking forward to having a break and next month if it means that i can have just a couple of days um where I can just kind of not do client work, block out my calendar, say I'm on hot and taking a few days off, watch WordCamp and kind of just look mm. into some things that will interest myself. I'm really looking forward to that. So it might not be what we originally thought it was going to be, but hopefully it'll give everyone a bit of a bit of a break anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm personally, and this might sound a bit like a bit negative and a bit kind of rubbish, but I'm, even before the lockdown there was things like word sesh and online conferences that i just didn't have the time to go to and the whole no. point for me of a conference especially when it gets tied into you know a company retreat where you know we go because we're there anyway um is is the people and meeting up and it's the hallway track and it's the stuff that you don't it's not the actual talks and it's not the it's all of the stuff around it meeting people talking to people uh, and like catching up with old friends making new friends all of that stuff which obviously can't really be done in this format um so yeah to be honest I, i'm not gonna i probably won't have time to do it and as you mentioned lockdown is even harder with kid young kids at home so i don't think i can i can even afford the time to not be working whilst on my computer if that makes sense because otherwise there's, there's so much other stuff to be doing and like trying to sort of help with the childcare because I'm not doing the same stuff as you which is you're doing your half day and then you're helping with childcare for the rest of it like my wife is doing like obviously having to do too much really so it's yeah to me like that's not a priority and I'm not going to get as much out of an online word camp as I would do uh, a real one and of course that's no reflection on the word camp organisers who have like it's amazing to sort of pivot to this online um, format in the circumstances we're in but it's just it's just not for me really um which yeah does sound a bit bar humbuggy but yeah i just I, I just want it to be back to normal like and go to do it like having it properly and being able to go to real word camps it sucks yeah yeah no it's true i mean yeah i like you i've never really felt that i've had the um the time or the interest in in going to a online conference or event mm. occasionally i've saved one that looks really good but often 
you know, I put a bit of it on in the background and I won't really pay any attention to it. And actually, I think it's one of those things where if you're sat at your computer and you, you're in that mindset that one, if you're sat at your computer, that's kind of your workspace. Yeah. Um, I find it really difficult, for example, to watch like, it, it, even if I'm watching like a tutorial video or something on, you know, a WordPress plugin or something on YouTube, I, ca I can't do it uh, when I'm sat on my computer. It just, there's that mindset that if I'm watching YouTube, it, I should be like watching on an iPad or my TV or something in the house. And I, I, I find that really difficult. So I'd be interested to know if it would be easier to do it on a different device, sat in a comfy chair or something. So that way you feel like you're taking a different approach to it or something i've tried i've always tried to do that like i can't read i can't i save everything to pocket that i want to read later and i don't I, I realized recently i didn't i didn't i'm not reading enough of it because i don't like sitting at my computer and reading it but if i'm sat yeah. on my ipad i can i can sit and consume quite a lot of it so yeah maybe it's just a taking a different approach to it and i think that i, I think the lockdown's taught a, a lot of people about making sure you take the right approach to things how you work from home you know finding yourself some dedicated space don't sit at the dining room table with kind of kids running around or whatever um you know don't just just try and find the places where you feel most comfortable to do the the right kinds of tasks you know um you wouldn't necessarily go to i don't know it, it's difficult to read like a newspaper in a in a you know in a loud environment or in a crush yeah yeah uh that kind of thing it's just yeah it's finding the right space for the right task i guess and maybe you know i've already always taken the wrong approach to doing online video and conferences and things but um yeah who knows this might be the again like a lot of these things a catalyst for change and you know maybe people will start to do online conferences differently because it might become the way of life for a few years you know moving forward so who knows? And it might be that they do it one year and decide, actually, no, it's too much of a risk. We won't do that again next year. We'll do it the year after or whatever. So, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, you do make a good point. And sadly, I, don't, I do think this will be the norm for a few years. I don't think we'll be going to many gigs, you know, sports matches or conferences in person for quite some time because it will just be just, just too much of a, of a risk. Um, which is really sad. I mean, yeah, moving away from the conference thing, like, and just talking about the situation, like, I, I'm finding it hard to not be down on the situation, and like, everything at the moment in, like, in my life, we seem to be, we seem to listen to a radio station that plays '90s music. We seem to talk about things back in the '90s, sort of like the age that, that we're at. You know, it's it's a time when it was just a lot simpler, and you were, you know, a kid to a teenager or whatever. And like, I just keep sort of thinking about how much easier it was back then. And obviously, you didn't realise you'd be in a blooming, I don't know, pandemic, which is effectively a social and economic apocalypse. Like, it's not a zombie apocalypse, but it is a social uh, and economic kind of nuclear bomb that's gone off that we just are now living a very different life uh, and it's so bad that I even actually watched a full episode the first ever episode of Games Master on YouTube last night and do you know what <laughs> it, it did cheer me up it was brilliant um, but yeah I seem to I seem to be sort of yearning for like the retro-ness of I don't know the past when things were easier and like yeah I don't know. I'm going off on a deep tangent here, but 
like what when it was easy. No, no, for, it's interesting you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting you say that because my wife and I have been doing a very similar thing recently. Um, I think it started like last year or something. I was given boxes of stuff from my dad from his loft. Um, he was having a bit of a clear out. He said, this is, this is a lot of your childhood stuff. And, you know, you've got a house now, you've got a loft. So can you have them? And I said, yes. And as I was putting them up in the loft, I was having a look through them. And it is stuff from that era, the 80s and 90s, mostly the 90s. And... Um, We've recently been using like bits of the lockdown to kind of sort out the loft again, tidy it up. And I've been taking all the, we bought like a load of like clear kind of perspex boxes, something mm-hmm. a little bit safer than say, you know, storing treasured memories in a cardboard box that, you know, if your roof breaks, it'll just get ruined. So we yeah. bought some big perspex box and was putting everything in there. And I was doing that. And as I was looking through, I found the box that contained all my stuff from sort of the mid to late nineties, um, including my Tamagotchi. Uh, which I need to hoik out because I thought oh, I, you know, I got a little bit more free time than I than say I did before. Well, why not Maybe look I'll after a digital pet alive for a week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but but actually, we've been on that as well on that kind of retro kind of nostalgic train for like, yeah. actually probably about a year now, just on and off, and um, really really enjoying ourselves like things we remember, uh, even like you know looking through old photos and it's like oh I remember I had this awesome like teenage mutant hero turtles mug you know yeah um, i wonder if you can buy them and you can find them on ebay and it's just good fun it just it's a nice and especially now it's a really nice break from everything just to kind of reminisce and see what you can find on ebay the trick is though not to drink too much as i know a lot of this country is doing during the lockdown well, and then, then go on to eBay. go and go and then to go on ebay yeah i um <laughs> I, I bought some stuff i bought i bought a few things <laughs> on the source yeah oh dear yeah, yeah on I mean, the source yeah when it, it comes is. i was like i'm not i'm not doing that again i'm not i'm yeah. not gonna drink and you know ebay again i think my wife and i are worse for it anyway because we we both have like a, a massive love of like 90s um indie music sort of brit pop era stuff and even before the lockdown the only gigs we would go to that we would rarely get to because of childcare and stuff would be like oh this band from the 90s is having a reunion and they're doing a reunion tour because they've got a new album out but they'll play like their greatest hits like and you know we went to see shed seven a few a month before like all this happened um but yeah so we we're on a 90s trip anyway but it's just yeah it's just made worse by this current situation i think um yeah. yeah, I'm not it's, a football fan, but did you see they're like re-airing all of like Euro '96 or something like that? Yeah, I did see that it was happening. I didn't have a chance to watch it, but like I'm at at the point when it was on, I was a bit sour of how like the football has been impacted by the football uh, by the the you know the uh, the current situation purely because I'm a Liverpool fan, and you know they're they're teetering on the edge of a Premier Premiership. Uh, title for, for their first ever one and kind of like y- you think oh you're, you're, you're running away with it with the league 25 points ahead nothing can stop you now until a global pandemic hits and then it just got a bit like depressing but so yeah I, I've, I've tried to sort of switch my mind off from at sport trying not to think that it existed but yeah god maybe I'm more mm. affected mentally by this thing than I thought maybe we shouldn't talk about it Jack let's uh Let's have a I let's have a happy session about it in all kinds of ways. Yeah, let's have a happy session next time on the couch. Yeah. 
Yeah. We can we can make it yeah, a happier happier session now. We can we can talk about something else instead. Um we actually something something I've noticed recently and I don't know why it might be lockdown stuff. I've noticed that people that have say I follow on Twitter for a very long time, mostly like um plugin developers, theme developers or you know small agencies or something. They start off you know, kind of small, and as they sort of sell more, and they kind of grow a bit, and everything, uh, they kind of you know look more professional, get a logo, and you know, nice mm. design, get a better website, that kind of thing. But I've I've noticed a trend, literally just the other day, that when they start small, they still got a personality. Whoever it may be, it might be one person, it might be a company. But as they grow, they lose that personality altogether. So mm. whilst their design and their language might become more refined to be about themselves and their product their ability to sort of have fun seems to have kind of gone I, it might just be something that i've noticed but I, like I, I i and i found it happening to myself not because i'm in the same boat as them necessarily but i find that i know that people that say follow my garden office build on youtube which has just gone over a thousand subscribers for my Ooh. for the channel. I mean, I'm not trying to yeah, I'm not trying to grow it or anything, but it's just kind of happened organically, which is rather nice. Um, but I know that people that follow the YouTube videos follow me on Twitter. I know that people that um, like kind of follow and use and there are some like huge avid fans of better notifications. Um, they follow me on Twitter and not just like the BNFW Twitter account and stuff. And I found myself like almost being a bit careful about like what i retweet or stuff like that and I, and I don't think i ever retweet anything you know particularly i nothing like political so much um mm. or you know potentially um damning or anything like that um or you know or anything um outrageous or offensive or anything um because i'm just sort of not that sort of person anyway i don't think but it's like some of the fun stuff like there was a picture the other day of like um it was like you know you're not allowed kids and like parents to mix and all that sort of stuff so there was a picture of like you know this so like this is me and it was like a picture of mrs doubtfire <laughs> so someone had dressed up as mrs doubtfire so they could look after their own kids kind of thing and or, or you know go to visit their family or whatever and i thought should i retweet retweet that because i'm not it's not it doesn't sort of you know convey anything about me or you know garden office build or company or anything like that and i thought no actually it's it's fun it made me chuckle and i thought yeah why not it's you know it's kind of funny but um it's i noticed that other people don't do that and they must come across it i i i highly doubt that there are people these people that i kind of see they don't see memes or gifs or you know humorous mm. tweets or whatever or even things that they like or search for or follow because everyone's got their own interests i mean my twitter feed is not just you know uh, wordpress people people i've worked with people that you know whatever it's bands and you know all kinds of accounts and you know spoof things and everything and uh yeah i, I try i'm i'm gonna try and retain some element of personality and and laughter and you know humor because I do find it can get a little bit humorless sometimes. Mm. I don't know. It's just something I've noticed. So yeah, trying yeah. to. Uh, I'm not going to make an effort to tweet more funny things or like tweet jokes or anything like that. But you know, it's just trying try not to lose that fun that fun element of you being you, your own personality on Twitter. I guess as you kind of grow with something. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. No, definitely. And it is tr tricky because if you're on Twitter and you're predominantly, like I started tw using Twitter predominantly for WordPress stuff. Um, but obviously it's right. grown to more than that. 
but you still uh, you're still kind of cultivating a brand of you with in mind your like perhaps your the majority audience is WordPress people as well so yeah it is tricky because you don't want to start like when I follow um people who are the WordPress people like perhaps very well known WordPress people and then they there's tweets about political stuff and you you end up disagreeing with people and then you're like hang on but I only come here for WordPress stuff but of course their person as well they can tweet wherever the hell they want they don't need to be censored by topics that people are assuming that they'll only post about so yeah it's mm. it's a it's a weird one um I think I did have a personal personal Twitter account a while ago but I just never I never used it any fully at all um apart from basically shouting at brands on Twitter like other companies but yeah mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I do I do hesitate what I retweet and or what I tweet about and think about um on my Pobot web account but yeah it's hmm anyway I I think <laughs> anyway should, anyway yeah no I, I I'll leave that lingering because I'm not sure what the best thing to do I mean what do other people do? What do our listeners do? Do they have personal accounts? Do they have business accounts? Are they really stringent about what they post on what? I don't know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, um, I suppose Twitter does have a, a number of ways to like filter and mute and certain things. I mean, you know, I think when Theresa May was, you know, the Prime Minister, I just blocked every single iteration of Theresa May. But then I missed out on Star Wars stuff like May the 4th and everything so you have to be careful with how you use that (laughs) yeah Uh. (laughs) so yeah but uh, yeah i suppose there is ways of filtering all that i'd forgotten all about Theresa May. brilliant oh dear anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna go off and watch another episode of games master no i'm gonna go back to work but (laughs) it was good to chat yes i've got some work to do as well yeah we'll um we'll hopefully be back in a couple of weeks and yeah, take it easy. Yeah, um, hopefully hear more about your thing next time. Your new um, SAS. Yeah, well, maybe if I've controlled myself, you might not have heard too much. Like, there won't be any update, but yeah, we'll see. Mm. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully I'll have an actual update for releasing plugins soon. That'll be very exciting. Still got so much to do, but yeah, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. So nice. Well, good luck with it, man. Cool. Well, thanks for listening as always. Yeah. Anybody? And yeah, do leave, leave us a review if you do get a chance. Um, pressingmatters.fm slash review. Great. See you next time. Thanks, Ian. See you too.